America is the kingdom of God. Sheesh. I, we're going to use that as a drop. I got that recorded. Sheesh. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hump Podcast. It is good to be back this week. I'm Christian Naylor. I'm with my boy, Micah, and my other boy, Garrett. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I introduced hey, us like that. <laughs> hey, sons. <laughs> Uh, but hey, we're continuing as we talk about parables. Uh, we've also been planning out our summer schedule, and summer is wild. There's lots of things going on, but we're excited. We're bringing on, for the first time ever in the Hunt Podcast, we're going to bring on some guests so you guys just don't have to hear our voices the entire podcast. But we got some great guests that some of them you'll know, some of them you want to get to know, uh, and just hear about the amazing things that God is doing in their life in their ministry, but today we are talking about a parable that, to be honest, you're probably not familiar with, and the reason I say that is because I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> you might know this one more than me, but we've been... had the Old Testament memorized. Yeah, th- I used to have the Old Testament oh, memorized, gotcha. yeah, when I was in Hebrew school. Oh, just, school. just yeah. the books, the names of the books. <laughs> and I got you it. were gotcha. in Hebrew school. Yeah. But that's how I got this Bible. Imagine. You get, memorizing you the books of the Old Testament. That is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was in... Uh, let's oh, see. you actually memorized the books of 2005. the Old Testament. 2005. Yeah. Wow. The names, I mean, like... That's impressive. Yeah, I might never get you know, like the first book Malachi and the last book Genesis. No, <laughs> well, I think this is different because we've been only doing New Testament parables. Mm. Now we're shifting to the Old Testament, mm. and I don't to be honest. I don't think about parables in the Old Testament until Garrett brought it up the one day we were kind of planning and yeah. Uh, speaking, you say parable, it. and I just immediately think of Jesus's story. Exactly, I wouldn't think of anything like. In the Old Testament, even relating to Well, that. in your defense, this is actually considered literarily to be a fable. Okay, that makes me feel better. So, yeah. Yeah. that makes me feel better. inanimate creation doing active things. Okay. It, it humanizes creation. Really? That's what a fable does. Well, I'm, exci- I'm excited to learn because this, is, this podcast is for me to learn. I don't know about Micah. Uh, you might be doing some learning, Gary. You might even learn. This I don't know how to well, read, so I'm can assure you, I'm. <laughs> I'll be learning. I'm gonna let Garrett guide this one because I, I'm interested to see uh, what comes out of this. What'd you say it was a fable? Fable. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of creation, because Garrett said something about creation, inanimate creation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was Eagle Falls? Oh, Eagle Falls was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, was it cold water? Did it eagle freeze? Fall? It. All right, so we took a hike. Me and my Imagine. family took a hike. You just said that <laughs> out loud on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we took a hike to Eagle Falls, and I'll say this: it is one of the hidden gems that you need to go to in Kentucky. Mm. And the reason I say that is it. Where's that at? Is it, it's right beside Cumberland Falls. Uh, like I was thinking I, it was in Moorhead for some reason. No, so I mean, it is literally the parking lot before Cumberland Falls, and that's why I say it's a hidden gem. The parking lot. Yeah, before. <laughs> I had been to Cumberland Falls like three or four times and never heard of this place, and it's just right across the river. So when you go on it, you actually get a better view of the Cumberland Falls uh, from the backside, and then you get to go to the sweet waterfall that you get to swim in. It's got a nice swimming hole, except the day we went, it had been raining, and it was already 75 you degrees. Lost your way. It was freezing. Yeah. You had a hard time finding it. Uh, yeah, we did have a hard time. <laughs> we ended up finding uh, it, though. Yeah. So, but I encourage you, yeah, go take a hike at Eagle Falls, bring your swim trunks. Yeah, I a little lunch to go. We'll watch a YouTube video about it. <laughs> I'm taking the youth. We're going back in two weeks, so nice. if anybody wants to join us, nice. That's lit. That's lit. <laughs> you have to be a youth, though. You, yeah, you have to be. A youth. You have to be. A youth. You, have to be a youth. you have to speak the slang, <laughs> which means I can't go. You got to speak the slang. Yeah, man. Garrett don't know the slang. He, he he might not be able to go. 
You know, we, we talked about this the other day. We talked about sheesh. Uh, all the middle schoolers and Sheesh. high schoolers. Sheesh. If you're listening, sorry you had to hear that. Yeah. Uh, but man, that one's caught on with me. That's like my new favorite word. And uh, that's thanks to it you, It makes Micah. no sense to me. Yeah. Micah put that one in my vocabulary. Which one? Sheesh. Sheesh. What's funny is I've said that for a long time. but <laughs> It just sounds so stupid. But I've always just said it in a different way. It was just always like, sheesh. Yeah, like, me too. I was like, sheesh. Sheesh, boy. Of course, I, I mean, obviously I didn't invent the word. I know other people have too. I'm not acting like I'm the first one who said it. But I'm just saying it's it's not a new thing. And they just typical Gen Z, you know, just creating yeah. new things out of old things. Exactly. And I might fall into that category. I don't really know if I'm Gen Z or millennial, but Pins we're somewhere study. close. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like I aligned with Gen Z. <laughs> I, I just feel a little bit. Feel a little out of touch. Speaking of out of touch, Garrett, I've got a word for you today. <laughs> oh, jeez, here we go. Um, I feel like you'll know this one, but then again, I felt like you'll know you've known all of them and you haven't. So, all right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Drip. Actually, I think I've heard that one. Isn't oh, that, doesn't have it. something to do with clothes? Maybe. Yeah, good. Maybe. Go further. Explain in detail. Use drip in a sentence, Garrett. Yeah, yeah. Use drip in a correct sentence. <laughs> let's let's hear it. Gee whiz, I don't know. <laughs> gee whiz. Yeah, gee whiz, that's a good start. <laughs> gee willikers, right, that's yeah. a good Never start. Never say gee whiz and drip Yeah, I can tell you that drip <laughs> does not go gee in the Gee whiz, you got drip, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, please do that, because that would be Garrett through and through. Uh, use it in a sentence. Come on, Garrett, you can do it. Um. Ex- explain your clothes using the word drip. That's expensive drip. <laughs> That's yeah, good. it's pretty That's close. Pretty That's pretty good. Uh, Christian, you want to give him a good one? That makes me so I feel like, like you're better at this than I am. Actually, to I, say I, that I'm, sentence. I'm gonna be honest. For drip, I would just be like, "Bro, you got that drip. You got that drip today. Yeah, uh, just meaning. Then your outfits together. Bro, you, you got you nice got, shoes. Bro, you got a straight up puddle under you. You dripping? Would you? Say, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> What a moment! Like, yeah, I think we may have lost uh, four or five listeners on that. I think one, I so. lost brain cells hearing. That. Uh, You're gonna need to call a plumber with all that drip. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, my call Sean Foley. Hey, what up, Sean? Speaking of, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I really. Uh, speaking of, Sean's walking in right now. Welcome, Sean. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we need to have him as a guest. Yeah, uh, great dude. I like Sean. Um, so yeah, now that we are uh, done with the Gen Z translation uh, <laughs> version today. Um, we're gonna move on to to uh, scripture, the where we probably no we probably need to to move on. Um, I could give him translation Gen Z words all day long and just hear him explain them. Uh, I mean, at least I knew it had something to do with clothing. Yeah, but you did. I you really did. was starting to get like I. I, I was really whenever you said about the plunger and the puddle thing. Like I, I started. I cringed. Plumber, plumber. I'll plumber. be honest. I really thought for a second you'd be like, I don't know when your when your faucet's leaking, it's got a drip. You know, like I was really hoping you just were yeah. like. No, I've heard that used before. Like coaching middle school basketball, I think they said mm, that once. Yeah, it can be drippy. Oh, yeah. I had it can no be a idea verb. What they were talking about. It can be a verb. It can be an adjective. Really. It's really all of them. So. Um, they're really in the Gen Z tra- English. There's really no rules to English. It's just whatever you want it to be is what it is. You make it up every yeah. ten years. Yeah. So good stuff. That's All right, let's jump true. into uh, Book of Judges. <laughs> the Book of okay. Judges. Okay. I the Book of Judges. There's we're in chapter nine for listeners at home. Yeah. There's there's more to be said for the Book of Judges and its relation to today and the church today than I think really any other book of scripture. Um, just listen, here's judge, the, the first chapter of Judges. Um, for any of you that have read your Bibles, you know the book of Judges has to do with how Israel kept falling away from God, falling into idolatry, 
and then they would face oppression from the nations around them. Um, and that happened over and over and over again. Um, and the, the um, chapter two of, of this book explains why this was taking place. Um, I can't find the, <laughs> I can't find the, the verse exactly, but um, it, it says that after Joshua died, um, after Joshua died came a generation that did not know the, the works of the Lord. Um, so in, in ch- chapter 2, verse 7, it says, The people worshipped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime, and during the lifetimes of the elders who outlived Joshua, they had seen all the Lord's great works that he had done for Israel. So it's saying that basically Israel stayed the course during Joshua's lifetime. They and 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 those that were around with Joshua, and they, and they kept worshiping and they kept following God. And then after Joshua died, we get this um, th- this statement that there rose a generation who did not know the works of God. There rose a generation who hadn't been taught why they were supposed to be worshiping God. There there rose a generation that kind of just put God on the back burner, you know, and, and it speaks to us. The reason why I say that this is such a, an important, um, that here it's verse 10. It says that whole generation before them was also gathered to their ancestors. And after them, another generation rose up who did not know the Lord or the works the Lord had done for Israel. And the, and the reason I say the book of Judges is so important in this regard is because we're at kind of a tipping point in the church. I think, you know, there are there was a generation before um, that they were in church every day, the doors were open, they were there serving, um, the church was vital in American culture, and now it's not, and it's falling away, and, and the people that made the church vital in American culture, and, and you know, there were some, a lot of negative things that um, may have rose up within the church even during that time, but now, the view of church is falling away, and I'm afraid that there is rising up a generation that does not know the works of the Lord, that doesn't worship God because they wholeheartedly love and want to understand and be in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, but simply because, you know, my parents told me to go to church right. when I was growing up. There, there's a generation that, uh, it's actually a group that they call the nuns now, mm. and uh, if, you, if you're if you listening and you're interested in this, there's a guy named James Emery White. He's a graduate of Cambridge. He's a pastor, a very wise guy. I follow his blogs, and I want to start getting some of his books. He writes on Gen Z, and he also writes um, about this group. But he has a book. I think it's called The Rise of the Nuns. But if you look up James Emery White, you'll see it. Uh, but in a sermon that he did about this, he was just telling that this group of nuns, N-O-N-E-S is what it was, um, they have, for, for the first time in history, everybody used to have some kind of view of a God, mm. whether it was a Christian God or whether it was a Greek God, whatever it might be for generations. But this is the first group that we're seeing that has no view of a God at all. Uh, not even the, not just to mention the Christian God, but they just have yeah. no religious. It's it's athe- It's religious atheism is yeah. what it is. It's we see the benefits of community that is that religion has. 
but we don't want religion because we don't think God exists, but we want community. Yep. And so that's where the nuns come from. Yeah. Yep. And we'll and we'll see that like what you just said, there's going to raise a group that does not know God and more more of what we're seeing now is that group of all right, their parents didn't go to church, their parents' parents didn't go to church, um, mm. and now they're not even going to know yeah. a verse in the Bible. Uh, they're not even going to go to a vacation Bible school. Like it's going to be a big group that we're going to see from this generation, uh, which is sad. Yeah. But it also gives us lots of opportunities to reach out to these people who have no idea. Uh, and the in gospel. a sense, sometimes in the Bible Belt, sometimes I believe it's easier to witness to this group than it is because uh, mm. I, I've found when I'm witnessing to people here that hey, do you know Jesus? Oh yeah, I'm saved. Like I'm good, and, and they've never been to church in their life, or they've never had yeah. an experience. But mm-hmm. they just believe they're saved because they've heard about God. Yeah. Um, but with the nuns, it would be like, dude, I don't even know where to start with God. Like I couldn't even tell you yeah. what church is or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. The so all that is to say with the Book of Judges is Israel was farther from God in this period of time than they ever had been um and that they ever would be this is like the dark point of israel's history the the judges they would rise and fall rise and fall rise and fall and in the book of judges it it almost it it progressively gets worse um each judge that rises up israel is farther away from god each time and kind of like the point of no return is and in the the book of Judges, the point of no return is is when you come to this account of Abimelech. Abimelech is the son of Gideon. He's the illegitimate son of Gideon. He's not. Um, he's he's a child out of wedlock to one of Gideon's concubines. Um, and if if you know Judges, you know that Gideon was a really prominent um, judge in Israel's history. He's really in compared to a lot to Moses. There's a lot of correlations that come between him and Moses. And so Israel wanted Gideon to be made king, but Gideon refused because at that point he's saying, you know, God is still our king. But then Gideon dies and Abimelech comes through and he tries to become king. And not only does he try to become king, but he kills all of Gideon's sons, all except for Jotham, which we'll get into in a second. He kills all of Slaughter's, all of Gideon's sons, all of his half-brothers, to make sure that no one can challenge him for this throne that was offered to Gideon, but Gideon refused because Abimelech wants to become king. And so that's the context of what's going on here, is Abimelech is, he's called the anti-judge because no one... You know, Israel through Abimelech oppresses themselves because part of Israel wants a king other than God. And so they pursue Abimelech. And then Israel has to rise up against Israel to dethrone Abimelech, who was oppressing Israel. It's, it's, and it's just, it's this um, ironic, it's this irony that works as the middle point of the book of Judges. And then from them on out, Israel really has lost sight of God. So up until this point, the judges have come in, they've kind of brought Israel back to God, and then after this point, judges rise up, throw off some oppressors, and they don't ever really, Israel doesn't ever really turn back to God. But this is So this is kind of like the pinnacle of Israel's apostasy um, from God. And, and so that brings us to Jotham now. Jotham is the only son of Gideon that escapes Abimelech, and it says that... Um, 
when when they told Jotham what had happened, what Abimelech that Abimelech had been made king, um, that they had um, they had this basically coronation sh- ceremony for him in Shechem. They told it says in verse seven when they told Jotham, he climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim and raised his voice and called to them. Okay, does Mount Gerizim does that ring a bell for either of you? Not for me, Micah. Uh, yeah, think it Moses with Derazim. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what about Mount Ebal? That oh, yeah, closer. Evil not. and had, I'm trying to remember. There was a way we remember that in college. Evil and uh, yeah, we had like names for it. Ebal was like evil and yeah, yeah. You're on yeah. the right track, and that connects to Gerizim. Yeah. Yeah, that's real foggy, man. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay, so I have no idea. So Mount Gerizim in Deuteronomy, Mount Gerizim is where Moses stood and gave Israel the blessings if they followed God's command, blessings the blessings curses. that would happen in the Canaan, in yeah. the land of Canaan. And then he went to Mount Ebal, which is next to Mount Gerizim, and he gave the curses. What was it for happen. Gerizim? What did, what was the, do you remember what I'm talking about? Evil and Ebal? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what class it was even e- in. I guess it was Pentateuch. Gerizim's good and Yeah, maybe it was Gerizim evil. good. Oh, Ebal like is evil, yeah. Um, there was a way he had us remember it. It didn't work because yeah. I don't remember. So, <laughs> but so so Ebal is where he he gave the curses um, that if they disobey God, yeah, this is what's going to happen. So now here's Jotham. He's climbing up to Gerizim where Moses had blessed Israel, and he's about to give them essentially a curse in the form of a parable or a fable um, for the distinction. If you didn't catch it earlier, a parable is just any story that teaches a lesson. A fable more specifically is a story that takes inanimate create creation or I guess um, um, acts of creation that can't talk or it humanizes creation. Personification. Like, um, like babe, the, the big blue ox, that's a fable because Babe acts like he's yeah. a human. He talks. He starts talking. That's a fable. Um, so anytime, like, what was the one about the sun? Do you remember the sun and the possum fable? No. Y'all remember that as kids? Yeah. Like it's how the possum got its tail. No, I'm um, not a clue. You know how the possum's got the naked tail? Yeah. There's a fable. I'll look it up while y'all talking. About. <laughs> There's a lot of fables. There's your in... home moment for the day. Thanks for joining us <laughs> yeah, today thanks. on the podcast. <laughs> Looking There's... forward to seeing you. And... <laughs> There's there's a um a, a lot of cultures have fables because in order to 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 make sense of weird things in creation they make a, a story a fable about it they humanize creation um, so I'm going to go ahead and just read this fable it's a few verses um, and remember this is what Jotham is telling to Israel while he's standing on the same mountain that Moses blessed Israel on it says listen to me citizens of Shechem and may God listen to you. The trees decided to anoint a king over themselves, and they said to the olive tree, reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, should I stop giving my oil that people use to honor both God and men and roll over the trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, should I stop giving my sweetness and my good fruit and roll over trees? Later, the tree said to the grapevine, the grapevine, come and reign over us. But the grapevine said to them, should I stop giving my wine that cheers both God and man and roll over trees? And finally, the trees came, the, the tree said to the, bra- the bramble, come and reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, if you really are anointing me as king over you, come and find refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out from the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. So the, the, the point here. The trees represent Israel, the, the tribes of Israel, and, and they're going to prominent 
trees. They're going to a tree that produces olives, a tree that produces um, uh, figs, a tree that produces grapes, and they're asking them to, to roll. Now, this is pertinent because in the ancient Near East, all three of these fruits are very are signs of wealth. If you were a vineyard owner, you would make a lot of money. If you sold olives, if you were an olive or a fig merchant, you made a lot of money. They, they were um, wealthy things. And, and the response of these trees is that I don't want to leave what I'm doing to go take the responsibility to do something that doesn't really give me any satisfaction. Like, what am I going to get out of rolling over all these trees except for annoyance and and an aggravation when I'm making a really good life for myself? I'm serving God. I'm serving people. I'm, I'm wealthy doing this. And so, because the trees wanted so badly to have a roller over them, they went to the bramble. And the thing about the bramble is... This is a briar bush. What does a briar bush produce? Uh, nothing, thorns. just thorns. It, it, and and <laughs> ironically, the bramble says, "Come rest in my shade." And what what shade does a bramble bush give? Uh, it, nothing. It's yeah. barren. I, I mean, it, there, there's nothing there. He's a liar. Yeah, and and so true. Got him. The, the message that Jotham is giving Israel is when you are so bent on having something work into that that you want to have happen that you're willing to go out of your way and make a bad decision on that, you're, you're only going to be faced with repercussions because then he says um, um, fire will come out from the bramble consuming hey, the cedars of Lebanon. I, you know, one thing as you're reading that, as we're looking at it, um, does it, does it imply at all that, because Gideon's argument was... I'm not going to rule over you, nor are my sons, because it's not my role. It, that's not my my position. My position was to be a prophet and to basically show you that the Lord will rule over mm. you. And so these are these fruit, you know, the grapevine, the fig tree, and the olive tree. Are they basically, you know, in this this fable? Is it saying that that's not the purpose of these trees? The purpose of these trees is to to produce. You know, as the the olive uh, olive tree says, should I give up my oil, oil by which the gods and men are honored to hold sway over the trees and the fig tree? Uh, should I give up my fruit that is so good and sweet to hold sway over the trees? And then the vine, should I give up my my wine with cheers, both gods and men uh, to hold sway over the trees? To me, it kind of sounds like their purpose is not to be king, and that's the connection of Gideon saying that's mm-hmm. not his purpose to be king. The purpose is to let God rule us. Yeah. And to fulfill our our purposes that we have, which is to follow God, yeah, and they not they the were acting in wisdom and humility by yeah. saying, "No, I, you know, that's I'm not going to exceed my purpose." Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. To me, it, it just the first you know my first thought was it just struck me that it also sounds not so much like it's the desire to be king, but it's that's not their purpose. Their purpose is not to mm. to hold sway over the other trees. The olive tree's purpose is to produce the oils. Yeah. Uh, the the grapevine is to produce grapes, which produce wine. Like it, they're fulfilling their purpose, which is kind of what Gideon, I think Gideon, you know, kind of said at the end, you know, of, of chapter eight. Um, they wanted Gideon to rule over him. He said, "I will not rule over you, nor will my son rule over you. The Lord will rule over you." Um, saying that's not his purpose. His purpose mm-hmm. is not to be king. His purpose was to show you that you don't need a king. That yeah. you need God to be a ruler. Yeah, and and Jotham, you know, he explains this parable. Um, 
another thing to keep in mind too is Jotham in this parable takes the the position of a prophet before prophets really had ever written down oracles. So if you if you read any of the prophetic books, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, um, Hosea, Joy, all, all of those where there's oracles in them, you're going to have this repetitive phrase that introduces a God speaking that says, thus saith the Lord, thus says God, thus says the Lord, thus say Yahweh. And that's um, a call to listen to what's about to be said because God is the one speaking. Now, that doesn't that doesn't happen here. You don't see thus saith the Lord, but you have this refrain at the very beginning where it says, Jotham climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim, where the prophet Moses was, mm. and he raised his voice and called them to listen. And that almost mirrors completely what a prophet would say. God, thus saith the Lord. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying. God is the one talking. And he's giving them this prophetic oracle of, hey, listen, if you're so bent on having a king that you're going out of your way to anoint a king that is clearly not acting in the interests of God, but in his own interests, then you're going to have to face repercussions for it. And that's what he's saying. He he answers the parable by saying, he, he jumps out of the parable and he says, now if you have acted faithfully and honestly in making Abimelech king, if you have done well by Jerubbabel, which is um, Gideon, and his family, and if you have rewarded him appropriately for what he did, for my father fought for you, risked his life, and rescued you from Midian. And now you have attacked my father's family today, killed his 70 sons on top of a large stone, and made Abimelech the son of his slave his slave woman king over the citizens of Shechem because he is your brother. So if you have acted faithfully and honestly with Jerubbabel and his house this day, rejoice in Abimelech, and he may also rejoice in you. But if you have not, may fire come from Abimelech and consume the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo, and may fire come from the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham fled and escaping to Beer. Um, so it says he ran away from the from the coming conflict. I just basically. want to know how he ran away. What do you mean? I just feel like he was there in a like, group of people and he's just faster than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, theoretically. You see like, him talking from this mountain and, and then <laughs> just, and I'm done. See ya. Gorilla. I mean, it totally makes sense that like while he's talking, people are going to, out of maybe confusion or what's going on, they might just stand and listen. Yeah. You know, like, oh, there's some dude yelling from, who is that? Oh, it's Joe Ash. Wait, that's Joe well, Ash. Where we he was speaking from was like a natural podium, kind, yeah. of, kind of like the right. amphitheater. So I'm just amphitheater. thinking, did they chase him? Like, I would think, you know, yeah. some probably chased With him. pitchforks. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, they would have tried to kill him, right? Yeah. Like, they just killed all the other ones. Yeah. So, so he just is like, maybe he's just got mad wheels. <laughs> like, maybe God was just like, all right, just for like, you know, these couple of days that you're gonna flee, like I got you. We're gonna we're gonna hook you up with the new Air Jordans. Like hey. you're gonna have the Benny the the Benny the Jets. You know, we're just gonna we're gonna Benny speed on. Uh, d- I mean, maybe like a little like Mike action, um, <laughs> where he gets the shoes and, and they get struck by lightning and he gets yeah magic powers from Michael Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably has nothing to do with anything. But I just. That's the things that the I think about when I read scripture. Is like watching him when they down say this when they f- say they fled. Usually, when someone's fleeing, it's because of a danger. Mm. So, like you're not just like ah, I'm just gonna, you know, like hey, we're cool, but I'm just gonna flee because we're good. You're gonna flee because of a danger, and so like that would indicate some urgency and maybe some some being chased. And it always is just like I just like I wish we could have more 
you know, like, and then the people chase, like, you know, you get that with the <laughs> Egypt, uh, escaping Egypt, they get chased. Um, sure. they weren't very fast cause they were running against chariots and horses, but that's when God, you know, but parts the Red Sea God, and uses. Remember when God gave Elijah super speed? True. Maybe he gave Jotham super speed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not mentioned. He did, uh, him. did, um, and actually I read Jotham. He's not mentioned Philip, ever, ever again in the no, Bible. Like this Philip, is only mm-hmm. like, yep. Did, yeah, uh, like did, a, I mean, did Philip teleport? That's true. Yeah, you I know, like, did. so like, you know, Oh yeah. God. Philip and the eunuch, you yeah. know, like they I, always uh, got the good powers in the Bible. <laughs> Hey, I'm I just saying, you know, just, some people are prophets, some people are teleporters. Uh, use the gift that you've been given, right? <laughs> no, um, teleporting, that would be... I like to think Philip teleported that day. I think there might be some some thoughts against it, but I like to think God just teleported Philip to, to wherever he would go. So, um, yeah, I think... Uh, and then it said, did you get down to where it said, and then three years later... <laughs> All. Oh yeah, it, it, it all came to fruition. You know what? It all went down. Yeah, what Jotham is saying is, if you've acted like if you've acted according to God, if you have wanted to make Abimelech king because you think you'll be a good king, because you're wanting to pay homage to Gideon, and you're you know you're making a nice logical decision, then you know what I. I I hope all works out. I hope mm-hmm. that Abimelech blesses you and you best bless Abimelech. But if you're doing this simply because you want to be like every other nation around you and have a king, because that's the other side of this, is Israel was meant to only be ruled by God. And that was contrary. If you didn't have a king, you weren't a country. Yeah. If you didn't have a ruler... Everyone else had an earthly yeah, king. everyone yeah. else had an earthly king. And that was their argument, wasn't it? At first yeah. it was like, everyone else has one, God give yep. us one. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's that's what happens in Samuel. Yeah. Every other nation, and that's what God is saying, is, well, if you have an actual king, you're going to have to pay taxes, you're going to be oppressed by the king, it's not going to be, you know, it's, it's going, going to be, be a rough, cycle. And, and, they're, and they still ask for like one The king's anyway. not going to help you out, it's not going yeah. to be to your advantage. Yeah, And um, but this is just like stage one of Israel saying... Before they asked for Saul as king, or before they asked for a king right. in the time of Saul, they they just really wanted to be like everyone else. They wanted a king, and so they went out of their way to make Abimelech their king, knowing full well, you know, this guy's not going to make a good king. You right. know? And it turns out like he's not even recognized as the first king. Oh yeah. So no. even though they tried so hard, Saul yeah. is technically the first king of Israel. Yeah. And it's just funny to see like he wasn't even recognized. This is something stra- or interesting. Uh, I was reading. And it's kind of, I think this is a good huh for the day. Uh, this guy mentions, uh, his name's Stan Patterson. I don't do, know. Does Stan Patterson name. have drip? Uh, he probably, let me see if they got his picture. Oh, no picture. Mm, no drip. Andrews University. I've never, it's in Michigan. Mm. Um, but he wrote this article about this and talking about the bramble, he mentions kudzu. Ooh. Uh, y'all know what kudzu is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. All right. Kudzu is that... That's the type of spinach that you eat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Close. It's that, that greenery it's very aggressive. that like takes over mountainsides oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. All right. So he says, and this is a high moment for the day, kudzu can grow as much as how many feet on a one day? On one day, one I'm going to go 18. I'm going really high and crazy. That's good. Okay. I would 20? say it's under that. I would say it's probably under 18. All right. It's only three feet. Based uh, on his right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, y'all raised the standard high. It said kudzu on a warm sunny no, day. No, that's insane though. Three foot in one three day. Foot. Yeah, that's actually insane. I mean, so what he's saying is. I wonder is, if you can watch it grow. Like if you can physically bet, see it growing. I would say over the course of an hour. Sure. I would say over the course of an hour, you probably yeah. could tell a relative yeah. change. I mean. Because huh. three foot in. I mean, that's. 20, 12, 20, 36 in 24 hours. That's an inch and a half. I mean, it's it's not quite. I mean, right. it's. 
whatever inch and a half an hour or whatever it is. I don't know. And here's a story. Maybe you guys have heard this before. And I know y'all are not from the western part of the state. Um, But I think it is in the eastern as well. I heard that kudzu was introduced from Asia. Yeah. And it was to stop erosion. Mm. Is that what I think I've heard that. I haven't heard that. I just know we introduced it for some purpose. Right. So I'm pretty sure it was for erosion. And they did not realize how fast it grew and you couldn't stop it. Yeah. And then it just You don't hear about kudzu anymore. Is this still a thing? Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. I know there's a place in Western Kentucky I drive when I'm on my way to like it's covered Missouri. In it. it takes over. You but said you said when I've when I'm on my way to Missouri, like you just go there, like a I, lot. I've been. It's weird. I've been like it wasn't like that one time I went to Missouri. I went through this place. It was like ah, oh, when I go to Missouri, it's, so it's like pa- weekly. Yeah, or? the past few years I've been taking a lot of trips to Missouri huh. uh, in Oklahoma, both of them. Interesting. And to Oklahoma, we go through Missouri. Okay, um, but I have a church friend. In Jackson, Missouri, that yeah. I, I go through Pennsylvania to get to so, Oklahoma. Oh yeah, that's a good. It's route. a long trip. But yeah, it, you know. <laughs> so you were talking about. Um, I like Dorney Park, away, and and I was just curious what what Hebrew. I have the interlinears pulled up um, here, and I was just curious what the Hebrew word was for what he was saying. Because if it's maher, then it means he ran really quickly, but <laughs> it's not. It's uh, um, Volyanos. Oh, like yeah. Saying, Vol- like, Vol- no, Vol- no, Vol- but I'm saying like he turned the nos on. Like, the oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that what that? I mean, does it mean yeah. quickly? Does that? What no, that? it just means he ran. Um, it doesn't give an indication. No, of, like, it doesn't urgency. give any indication. It's just funny that nos, nos. Is, is the word True. there. Where they got hey. it from? Had to. Yeah. Hey, yeah. He, but he are, turned on the nos. So about Jeez. kudzu, he says, "All right, of course, kudzu is not the bramble that they're talking about here." But this guy, as he's writing this article, it makes him think about kudzu. And he goes on to say, um, of course, like, because it grows so quick, what kudzu will do is it will wrap around trees and it'll kill them because they can't get any oh. sunlight. Yeah. Uh, like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it could take down a whole oak tree Yep. Um, in, in a matter it's, of months. Yeah, it's a parasite or yeah. whatever. The- I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy how it just blocks everything out. Well, it's... I used to have a house, but then kudzu. No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't your uh, mm-hmm. wife get... Taken by kudzu? Yeah, yeah. yeah Jenny, she, yeah. Oh, no, she's still here. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> she got out. No, she so got out. it kills trees by dominating their source of sunlight, so it completely starves the trees. And then he goes on to say that the bramble, regardless of species, provides no possibility of symbiotic advantage to the tree. And right. just kind of thinking about the bramble that's here, like the bramble literally had no... All the other trees had these, you know, you said olives and... Um, had figs. the gra- figs and you know things uh, like that. It had some kind of advantage, but the bramble had no kind of advantage mm. at all to that tree. It, it was just little. It was lowly. Produced no shade. It produced literally nothing. Yeah. Um, and just kind of thinking about when they were wanting Abimelech as king. Just all right. One, when you have God as ruler, you have all the advantage in the world. But then when you look to an earthly ruler, uh, that just shows he had no advantage to Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go on with Saul, and even great King David, like he did great things that God eventually used him. But in comparison of having God as the ruler, uh, a man-made ruler just does not have the advantage that uh, Israel could benefit from as much as it would, of course, from God being the ruler. Yeah. But I just found that interesting. An uh, interesting article. Yeah. And I just think cool. kudzu's funny. Well, kudzu's like, a fun word to say. Kudzu. kudzu. I, I think that's the point that it's making Francisco. is that there's, <laughs> there were there was no apparent or perceivable advantage of making Abimelech king. Right. And all they wanted was a king. And they didn't care who it was. They completely disregarded the possibilities or what 
logically would happen if they made a bit more like king. They just wanted to say, yeah, we have a king. They wanted to be like everyone else. And by disregarding it and planting it, like you, in that, it, it, they were suffocating themselves. Yeah. Uh, just so you all know, you're, uh, I've got a home moment for the day. Oh, another uh, My uh, fantasy football app just told me that Cooper Cup said his knee is doing very well. Oh, so praise the Lord. Just, just so you know. I, I'll be sure to draft him <laughs> this <yep>. year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Jotham, my guy. Um, I, th- I think the big I take think that's going to be what I name my second born son. You Jotham. Should. Jotham. Sounds Jotham. like Jotham James and Jotham. Jotham. I'm, no, Batman and Jotham. Oh. <laughs> um, it's a soft, it's a soft G. Uh, uh, Garrett got it. Gotham. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right, go ahead, Garrett. Just say something that's important. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, uh, the big takeaway here is the importance of patience and the importance of trusting in God because, mm. uh, you know, Israel was so concerned with having a king that they they weren't willing to sit and be patient and logically assess the situation that they were stepping into with Abimelech. They just said, okay, yeah, let's go for it. And as such, what ends up happening, you know, what Jotham had said was... Um, Eventually, you're going to burn Abimelech, and Abimelech's going to burn you, and that's what happened. Abimelech started killing the citizens because they were, like, revolting against him, and then the citizens eventually killed Abimelech. But there was this massacre where Israel was killing Israel. Israelites were killing Israelites. Israel rose up as its own judge against Abimelech, mm-hmm. but Abimelech also died and killed, took people with him. And, and it's just this awful, like, blot on, Is- on Israelite history. And... It all started simply because Israel desired their own thing and yeah. searched and really went out of their way to get that w- without regard for what God was trying to Sounds do. Sounds vaguely familiar. In what way? Just us. I mean, yeah, I mean <laughs> constantly. Oh, well, yeah. Think about that. How, how often do we go out of our own way to get what we think we need once a month or deserve a, and just disregard <laughs> God's commands or God's directions in the process. Yeah. Yeah. So trust in the Lord. And, I and mean, there and you go. This all ties back to with judges at the beginning of judges of a generation arose that didn't know the, the works of the Lord. If you don't know the works of the Lord, why are you going to trust in the works of the Lord? Why, why, if I don't know what God has done, if I haven't experienced what God has done, if I'm not worshiping and having a relationship with God, then why am I going to seek him and his direction? Why wouldn't I just go and do what I want? Um, Mm. And that's, you know, if we're as a church not teaching the importance and the power of sitting and seeking God's direction, then, you know, why should we expect people not to go out and do whatever they see fit. True, true. Don't be a sleeping Christian. True. Like Jonah was, chapter one. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, kudzu. Kudzu. Yeah. It's a fun word to say. Don't it's play a, kudzu Sounds like a musical instrument. Year. Sounds like a musical instrument. That would be kazoo. But kazoo. It sounds Would like kazoo fall under the musical instrument art. category or just a noisemaker? Oh, that's an instrument. Yeah. Depends who's playing it. it sounds that's like true. a type of martial art to kudzu. me. Kudzu. Kudzu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I show <laughs> you my kudzu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, then, thanks for joining us today <laughs> on the uh, podcast. Um, enjoyed this time to be together. Uh, enjoyed the study of 
our guy Gotham. I mean Jotham and Gideon. <laughs> um, Technically, Soft it would be Yotham. True. Or uh, in, uh, in Yidian, it would be Yatom. Mm. What about Yabimelech? No, <laughs> no, no, that didn't fit. Uh, so yeah, hope you uh, learned a little bit. And don't um, forget, this is the. Ooh. Is that right? Oh yeah, this is big number fifty. Big number. We 50. are halfway um, to one hundred. We are L's. Is that right? L is fifty Roman numeral, right? Uh, M's a yes, hundred. It is. Yep, Super Bowl L. L. Super Bowl L. Yeah. So know. we're all L's today. We are episode fifties. Um, yeah, I can't believe we have people that still listen this far, but that's okay. We're, we we love it. We love you. We love the Lord, and uh, we want to trust Him in all we do. So uh, we hope that you do as well. Looking forward to the summer. Um, we're going to be shifting up our uh, episodes. Releasing. Yeah, releasing. We're going to be going to every other week. We all have pretty busy summers as far as us. Some of us are gone or not. Christian uh and so we won't be able to meet up every week but we've got this is what we're this is why we're planning uh to have guests so we're going to be able to have some guests on and um be releasing every other yeah, week guests that's hard to say with the t guess i just say guests like there's guests. no t we're gonna have guests on guests on guests on yeah guess who we're gonna have on yeah who guests guests, guests <laughs> on Anywho, uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. They'll be coming out every week, uh, and then we'll kind of, in August, I think we said in August, we'll be back to our weekly uh, routine and rhythm, uh, so at least you guys will. I don't know what my life will look like mid-August. Sure, you um, maybe. So, right we'll here. see what happens, but looking forward to the summer, looking forward to all of our guests uh, that are going to be on with us. Uh, I'll pray us out. Do it. God, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for this time we can be together uh, today and just uh, learning more about your word. God, help us to trust in you. God, help us to uh, recognize that you are uh, sovereign, God, that you are our sovereign leader, and we just pray that we would follow you in all we do and uh, deny ourselves daily, pick up our crosses and follow you. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.